Hey everybody, welcome to That Photography Podcast. Um, I'm Bruce Smoyle and today I've got Jasper... How do you say your last name? De Seymour? It's it? like Da Vinci, so you say De Seymour. Yep. Da Seymour. You got it. Okay. <laughs> Jasper De Seymour. Um, local Launceston um, artist and photographer. Um, what was I going to call you? I was going to say you were like a photographer and urban explorer. Yep. A light painter. A mesh. A mesh of all the above. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of hard to distinguish, I suppose, from when I started to what I am now. Well, let's go with that. Like, that's that's generally always a good sp- place to start is where did you start? Where where did little Jasper start? And how did you get to now? <laughs> <laughs> little Jasper. <laughs> He's still there. Um, I guess it all, it just kind of, you know, you don't really choose the path that you take. It just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what's fun about it. So I guess I, when I started at uni back in 2009, um, I entered a bachelor's degree and I was planning to take the course of textile design because I like fashion, which you probably can't tell from looking at me. Uh, and then ended up sort of going towards uh, photography and finding out a few different methods of taking images that I thought were, you know, um, away from the norm and they sort of addicted me. Like I came across obviously light painting yep. and um, and then sort of played around with that a bit and then that led me to places where I could practice light painting. So, you know, pitch black spaces. Yep. So that's where the abandoned side of things started to come in, the exploration. Okay. So I could actually locate these spaces where I could create create my art. Um, and then from there, it all sort of came hand in hand with going further and further and pushing that. And yep. yeah, just kind of the ball of yarn just unrolling for, for years. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I, I didn't know that about you, about the textiles and fashion mm, stuff it's a like, little known fact little known fact like i don't tend to broadcast it that one until happened. right now <laughs> <laughs> so um no couture jasper couture oh, no not quite <laughs> jasper sewer maybe but not couture <laughs> uh, that's cool so you actually you started uni and then you you did you ever finish the course or yeah yes yeah. so I, I finished the contemporary bachelor of contemporary arts in 2011 Yep. Oh, yeah, 2000, 2011? Yeah, 2011. It gets, it, time gets away from us. Yeah, I don't know how old I am anymore. What does it matter? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, finished that and just kind of kept pushing with my work because a lot of, like, obviously, when you finish a course, it's, it's totally up to you what you do with the degree and it's, it's up to the person who holds the degree as to how they see it. Um, fitting them and aiding them and for me it was more like well it facilitated me time to learn a certain skill sets that I really probably didn't get to delve into as much at university so there were bits and pieces I picked out along the way that I was like oh this is cool I'm going to spend some time on this and so um, when they wanted me to be learning something that was slightly disinteresting I'd put my time and focus into those other areas for myself Um, in some way shape or form (laughs) still do (laughs) yeah it's like uh, you want me to learn that I'm going to go over here yeah I'm going to go this direction you want me to go north I'll go south thank you I I certainly did that one I I did art in like grade 12 and like they were just like oh what yeah, you need to do this, you need to do that. And I just sat on a computer and learnt Photoshop version two. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yes, I'm showing some AG. Damn. Um, yeah. Do you know I, it was version two? Oh, uh, well, what are we, it's like version 16 now, 17 now, if yeah. you look at it. If, yeah. you, if you can work out underneath the hood of it. Yeah. Um, so, 
what was the original dream? Like, it was to be a fashion designer? Or it was mm, well, it was, again, it was kind of broad because obviously, yeah. as you progress through your career and through age, you decide to change and things take you in different directions. So, I guess I was highly interested in it, and I just liked, I just liked creating. It didn't matter what it was; yeah. I wanted to create. I just felt like I wanted to make things, not necessarily good things, but I wanted to make things at the yep. start. So, um, and I guess I really did enjoy the textile design aspect of things it wasn't necessarily just clothes we were working on it was all sorts of different um you know even from making like literally children's toys like fluffy toys and just different stuff um trying trying to find obviously because it's contemporary arts a contemporary approach to textile design so it was very broad in that sense it wasn't just making t-shirts and jumpers and dresses and stuff because i definitely wouldn't be able to do that (laughs) um but that's sort of, I guess I just wanted to get into that more and that's what I enjoyed and it was just a positive outlet to create and then I guess from there I just wanted to keep making more and so photography was a more immediate form and an e- I guess not an easier but uh, I guess it was a quicker a quicker learning rate for me because of the way photography works now is the fact that you can obviously shoot something and immediately get feedback as to how to improve yourself and so i think we're extremely lucky in the fact that oh i am my generation that we can go out and shoot and immediately see what we can do to change various things to you know progress your skill set and progress it fast if you want to like that option is there so that became a bit of an addiction towards leading more into that because i was progressing really quickly with certain aspects well i thought i was um and now looking back on it i'm like well maybe i wasn't as much but it was still obviously it's got me to where i am now which is still doing what i was passionate about when i sort of like tripped and stumbled into light painting um as it was tell me how you that happened like what was that definitive moment of because you're very well known for that for the light painting work and that's um at what point did you just go oh was it was it somebody showed you an image or is it something you accidentally you know did while using the camera like what well i guess it was a combination of things like one of the first times that i sort of stumbled into it which was by total accident which was when i was in uh, year 11 or 12 at grammar and um we were had the canon eos eos 100 days i think it was and um we were just mucking around um playing with various exposures uh, in areas we shouldn't have been with fire that we shouldn't have been um and i guess that was a uh, you know by you, the way the school is still standing it's, it's it's okay at the moment for now i haven't been back um so that was just i guess playing around with that and went out with a friend one night and they had the town hall lit up in bright pink for breast cancer awareness week oh, i remember that yeah a long time ago and it was a long time and, ago. and he was uh he's a skater and i decided oh yeah i'll take some pictures i didn't really know how but i had this shutter speed on on, um, I don't know, like a fifth of a second or a fifth of a second, something slow. I didn't really know um, what I was doing. I just wanted to take pictures of a skateboarder because it was cool. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I ended up taking a, like kind of a blurry, streaky, ghost-affected shot and it looked 
ridiculous and i was like this is crazy like what else can you do yep. where can you take this and and that by that little accident i sort of play with it but then i just left it i was like that's really cool but you know as a kid you just get distracted and other things fall into your eyesight and you just follow them yeah, yeah, yeah. so and then i guess when i came to uni that we did a, uh, a little a little section on light painting we had like fiber optic generator um and i was like oh this thing's really cool, <laughs> cool. Uh, i could have some fun with this yeah. like a series rig and started playing with that and then that was uh i guess that was where i i was like i can really now that i'm a bit older i can understand and and see the potential of how this can be applied and how far you can take it and that's sort of when the the light road began i guess that's it's interesting that you say that like the potential on learning like i think that's something which a lot of people particularly younger people when they're at school and stuff um when you're in like grade you know um zero to to 12 and you're forced into a lot of different subjects and stuff you don't sort of see the application and you you know why do i need to learn history or why do i need to learn math or whatever yeah um when you go into a more of an elective area which is university and that you still end up in that situation and it's like why the hell do i need to do this topic yeah but i think some of the things that come out of that is that you don't know until later on. Yeah, some some things probably will be absolutely irrelevant. But as you're saying, like you go, somebody showed you something at one point in time and that might come back five, ten years down the yeah. track potentially. And that in itself can be really beneficial. It's like planting little seeds. Yeah, literally. Yep. And, uh, and uh, it took me a long time personally to realise that like – you need to take all these opportunities. You may not like it at the time, but at least acknowledge that it can be beneficial in the long run. Yep. You know, that that learning learning to learn and learning to appreciate that there is a learning ability, uh, things coming is, yeah, I think it's part of the journey that as artists and even just humans should acknowledge. And I think that's, mm. I think sometimes that's as a, um, person or you know as humans we don't like there's people who robustly don't want to learn anything at at a certain point in time they just go no i'm done i know what i'm doing that's it whereas artists particularly if you want to be always evolving have to take from experience take from those things and push yourself forward and that's what i hear with your um light painting stuff there it's just and you've taken that and you've really gone to the next level in a lot of places you've you know you, you're talking about lead lead using lead lights and you've got a lot of fire work yeah. um what sort of tools like you build a lot of your stuff don't you yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of it you know you can't just google fire swords and and uh lightsabers and you actually can't? get what you want oh. um get the exact product you're after so yeah a lot of the time you're gonna have not end to- up on a terrorist <laughs> that's it you don't want to end on any you know hit lists or anything so it's best you produce these yourselves but a lot of the stuff that i've built um like the rgb swords and um obviously the fire poles and i've obviously haven't done it all myself i've you know commissioned friends and so forth to build sort of parts that i can then add to um but of all those techniques i've obviously learned from other people like um there's a guy in the uk called van elder photography and he does a lot of automotive work and that's where i first saw the firewall technique and i was just oh wow i was like like straight off the bat just like anyone who sees most of my light painting work just cool just pulls the card out the photoshop card yep 
um, and is you know I think you still have to be skilled to be able to use Photoshop <laughs> in itself. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, it's just a misconception that if you can't bracket your mind around it and you can't form a you know a critical opinion, that straight away you just put it in the Photoshop basket. So yeah. when I saw his work, even I was questioning whether or not this was straight out of the camera because yep. it was a, a literal five meter wall of fire, and I was like, that's ridiculous. It looks insane, but it doesn't look like you could do that in photoshop and then i was just like well this looks like it could be legit and even now people are still looking at my work yep. and they see it and immediately they're just like that's really cool and then they're just like <laughs> photoshop and it's it's very disconcerting and it's yep. almost like 99 percent maybe 90 percent of the reason that i keep pushing and practicing light painting is to get people to try and open up their creative awareness and their yep. mind to the point where they can start to see things in a way that I do. Like anything you can envisage, quite literally, you can create something very similar to that through light painting. Yep. And that for me is like the truest form of expression you can do is through creating something that people will continually question yeah, and yeah. I guess if they didn't and they finally accepted it I might almost lose interest because I really love to prove people wrong there's <laughs> nothing better than doing that and doing it through the work that you produce well the last um, exhibition I saw with your work um, was was called No Photoshop from Memory yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I'm uh, sick of having look, to tell was, people it's probably I probably shouldn't have like but it, it really was more of a uh, yeah, sort of sticking it to the man. Yeah. Um, just, I just got over it and it just got to the point where I was like, this is ridiculous, you know, straight off the bat. I'm just yeah. going to call it no Photoshop. And then people, I'm not even kidding, were still coming up to me saying, how did you layer this? And I'm just like, what exactly do you mean by layer? Yeah, yeah. I say with a blank expression. <laughs> and they're like, well, you know, how did you get the uh, fire pattern onto the top of the uh, the wall there and the person in the front, how was that achieved? You know, what, what brush? we used in photoshop and i, and I literally <laughs> like how they said like sort of like point sort of <laughs> exactly that's the frustrating part they know stuff and so there i am be- oh, a little knowledge oh. is dangerous thing. <laughs> so i'm beating myself up in the inside of my head you know just 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 trying to, to get that whole point across that um that this can be achieved and if you're willing to go there yep. you can create some might literally obviously mind-blowing stuff because you can't if you can't get your head around it there must be some sort of skill set involved and mm. some effort load and it's not just the final images to me it's all about the preparation leading up to that point and the planning yep. stages because the photo is just the the residual leftover representation of what happened in that space at that time yeah yeah so and it's obviously amazing but it's to me it's all about like i might spend a couple of days thinking about what i'm going to do where i'm going to go how i'm going to be safe about it what equipment i'm going to need how many batteries i'm going to have to take just all the fine details and then it will be like you know a couple of hours of prep to get ready and then setting off to that location wherever it may be whether it's in the back of hobart or the west coast or wherever you do a lot of it solo as well yeah i find it's not really an appealing um thing unless you can hook into it there aren't i guess as many that can hook into it the way I have and and can see that never-ending potential because when I first started and had one of my first shows um, which was called Informal Angels which is in the powerhouse gallery above Blue Cafe in Varesque that was very much the beginning exhibition of my light painting and that was in I think 2010 or 2011 and it 
it was very basic um but again most of the shots were gone solo um and you know people referred to them i won't say who uh but as you know like light scribbles and the images are too dark and just it was all negative all negative and it was constantly you know there's been a lot of it obviously with anything you do constructive feedback's okay constructive criticism is fine but i mean if you're just going to flat out just slander it you know well you've got to be able to critique work in order for people to grow and progress no one just goes i'm at the top that doesn't happen there's no Unless such thing you as will smith or something i don't know yeah and even he's obviously climbed the ladder yep. but um to me it's it's important about that entire journey and that people understand that yep. process and i think if you you've got to be able to see that and sort of i've seen it on the bigger scale like where can i take this and it hasn't stopped me since you know 2009 or when i started i haven't stopped and yep. i i guess i want people to realize that it hasn't just it hasn't just happened and you know I've, I've kept pushing and i've my work has been around and it has come from light scribbles you know and it yeah. has progressed and well, evolved. everybody's got to start somewhere yeah. nobody can draw a character like a fully fledged da vinci straight off the bat straight off the bat as much as i'd like to but not gonna happen i can't draw stick figures no <laughs> i'm so bad look i can help you with that you can start <laughs> with light painting <laughs> <laughs> so with how you're saying like you do like a couple of hours of planning and that Light painting, to me, I suppose, depending on what you're using, your um, lead sword or um, actual using fire and stuff, the, how far conceptually can you go to before you walk out and start doing it? Like, your original image in your head to actually what's in the final frame, how much variation do you find because of you know, external elements and stuff yep. like that. I guess there used to be a lot of variables, um, but then as I've progressed and I've learned more about myself and the techniques and the way to capture it and the various lenses that will, you know, have different apertures and depending on what a light emission is coming from the light sources can completely affect the shot. Yep. So I've kind of gotten used to now um, getting out to that point and, and almost uh, I also kind of like to keep to that true to... Um, I know it's not analog, but keep true to that sort of one to two shots per whatever I'm doing, yep. kind of to test myself in a way and respect the fact that I'm lucky enough to have this digital technology to create this immediately. So if I can't get what I'm trying to achieve in two shots, I change and I go and do something else yep. and waste my time on that. I won't take 30 shots of the same conceptual image. Like I won't try and do 30 firewalls and then pick my favorite. That's not okay. how. That's not how I work. As much as that would probably be great, and I'd have this great range. I, I, and then you can posit them together. Exactly. <laughs> I can layer that all up. So, yeah. for, for me, it's like yeah, trying to get that, and and that has definitely helped me because now I can go out and straight off because I've kind of set myself back to only taking two or three shots of the same con- composition or lights and whatever. I'm able to go out and get that every time I go out now consistently produce the work that I want to do so I might I might spend probably you know five or ten minutes sometimes actually just setting everything up so that when I'm ready to go I'm ready to go and I spend two or three minutes light painting and the exposure ends and I've got fairly close to what I'd envisaged in my head sometimes it's better sometimes it's worse Um, sometimes you see it sometimes you don't depends on how I feel (laughs) so um I guess it's 
it's got to the point now where I can, I've refined it down so I can get fairly consistent results. Sometimes if it's been a bit of a, obviously with anything, if you leave it for too long, yeah. you have to break the rust off and you're like, this isn't happening at the moment. I'm really yeah. not happy with how this is going. And you take like 15 horrendous shots and then go home soaking in sewage water and, uh, and you know, come back another Yuck. day. So, <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to leave this episode here. We'll continue to another episode. So um, just for this episode, where can we find your work? You can find it in a few places. Um, the easiest one is straight to my website, which is just www.jadasemailphotography.com.au. Um, if you need help with that spelling, uh, you can just shoot me a message and uh, I'll help you out. <laughs> Apparently my surname is quite difficult. <laughs> um, otherwise, you can find me on Facebook at Jadasemail Photography and again on Instagram at Jadasemail Photography. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, next episode, we'll get into some urban exploring. Yeah.